0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Monday. Blah. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. We don't know what day it is. We work Saturday. We work Sunday. We're off tomorrow. It doesn't matter. There are no Mondays in our world. The
0: only thing that matters <laughs> is we don't have to watch another Blackhawks preseason game tonight. We are spared for no, three days not tonight, on having to watch that. Um,
1: Maybe I'll watch the replay.
0: Yeah, good luck. No. No.
1: I will not be doing that. I uh, saw it live
0: and in person, both games, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it?
1: I was the th- so our our seating arrangement last night in Milwaukee. And thanks for joining us, by the way. Make sure you smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast proper, uh, wherever you're listening, subscribe and leave us a five star review. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, but we're sitting. It's it's Mario. It's Greg. Then it's uh, Phil Thompson. Then it's me. Um, Phil infiltrated our group because we're so cool. He wants to be part of it, which <laughs> I totally agree with. I mean. W- I, at one point, I looked at Phila, halfway through the first, I go, is this the slowest period of hockey in the history of the world? Mm. How are we only 10 minutes into this period? I feel like I've been here for three days. It was just sluggish. It was slow. Um, I was very surprised to hear how pleased Luke Richardson was with the game yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of talked about, we put it on our CHGO underscore Blackhawks Twitter last night that... You know, there were a lot of scoring chances that were just passed up on, which we're going to get to here in a little bit. Um, There is way too much deferring to Patrick Kane happening. And as many as as some players don't want to admit it, we're all seeing it. Everyone's seeing it. And the head coach is seeing it, too. And that's something that needs to be addressed uh, before the regular season begins. Because, look, he can't do it all. And we'll get to it. But just in general, the game was slow. I'm going to I'm going to say boring. If not for the fired up Milwaukee fans, that would have been a total slog. yeah,
2: it was not a, yeah, when Luke Richardson said that he was very you know he was pleased with with some of the takeaways that that he could have from the game and you know pleased with the way that they were playing uh more than they had played against the Red Wings the night before i was I was very surprised to hear him say that because for me viewing the game seeing the seeing the way that the team was playing um, to go 0 for 6 on the power play allow a shorthanded goal pass up on on a two shorthanded ton- goals two shorthanded goals jesus <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh man i already wiped the game from memory um, you know uh, to to do that on special teams is is very poor even for the preseason you don't want to allow that to happen um, to have to wait until beyond the midway point of the third period to get to double digits and shots on goal, um, to the the offensive opportunities that were passed up by some players that you want to see take those opportunities and make the most of them, uh, missing the net, just it just seemed like the the team was just completely off, and it wasn't like the Wild were that much better, no, but it was just it was just like the Blackhawks just looked just so off, and it we you know we talked about it. Uh, at, at the game, talked about it in the uh, the Hawks hits uh, from from last night's game as well. The only line producing anything offensively was the Athanasiu Domi Kane line, and and they were the ones perpetrating the most deferring uh, of offensive chances. So yeah, it was just just a, 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 a an effort that did not reflect the the moment of the preseason that, that the Blackhawks had hosting this game in Milwaukee, having a great crowd behind them. And just absolutely putting out a stink fest on the ice.
0: They had uh, six power plays. Uh, 0 for 6. Allowed two shorthanded goals. One of those power plays was a double minor that carried over uh, into the third period. They had two power plays. They had that... uh, that final minute of that double minor in the third start third, and then they had an additional third period power play. no shots on goal. They had twelve shots on goal in a game and a game he had six power plays. That's almost impossible.
2: twelve shots on goal in f- with fourteen minutes of power play
0: and they only had about four or five of those shots on the power play. Most right. of those shots came at five on five somehow. yeah, there were some chances early in that game, but they these guys were missing the net like. Oh my God!
2: It was just
3: Not so
0: much. Not even close. It looked like he so was trying off. to shoot out there. There was just
2: so much off about last night,
0: and we'll get yeah. Into like you were in Wisconsin, that's off. <laughs> yeah, everything about yesterday was a little weird, um, we but fun. Were good. But uh, you know, we could get in more of the nuts and bolts in the game, but just in overall. I think everybody who went to that game, outside of the sixty minutes of whatever that was, they had to sit through they looked like everybody had a good time
2: the wild fans had a good time
0: sure they yeah they had some stuff to they, cheer about yeah um they had the Milwaukee Bucks like t- cheering section that i that i'm assuming that's their normal section they were sitting at, uh, mm-hmm. you know they sit behind where what would be one of the basketball hoops and they do all the fun basketball chants and they got their thunder sticks i'm sure they're there to distract free throw shooting they were there and trying to do all these different Hawks chants. Well, they were distracting the Hawks from shooting, probably. That well, they, they, like you know yeah. what? It yeah, was a side sense.
1: the Hawks shot at twice. That might be it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe that's why
0: Andreas Anthony Ciu made a sweet move to get wide open and then missed the net by nine feet. Yeah. Nobody has given me more Victor Stahlberg vibes since Victor
2: <laughs> Stahlberg than no. Andreas Anthony Ciu. I mean that it, but that, y- I agree. But that's not new. That's been his career. Right. But yeah, I just so. I just
0: haven't had to sit there and watch it every night right. since this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's going to be frustrating because he is maybe the fastest guy on the team. Hello, shirtless, dark guy. Yeah, he he's is out. he's yeah.
2: doing a sexy photo shoot pose it's out offici- there. It's an, official,
0: uh, <laughs> it's an official CHGO Blackhawks yeah. show now. It's in the books. Um but yeah, he's, got the f- he's probably the fastest guy on the team. Oh, no doubt. I would think so. And he's 0-60 he, to
1: 60 quick. EA he's Sports
0: like the, doesn't believe so, but well, he, but he know, is. They don't actually watch hockey at EA Sports. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets straight line, north-south, up and down mm-hmm. the ice quickly. One of the fastest players I've seen in recent memory. He's got some moves. He can get through traffic. It's just when the puck is on his stick, it ain't going in the net crazy. It's it's going to be very frustrating and I like him and I think he's a nice little player, but this is the, he has shown us through these first two preseason games why he's been on what, this is his fifth team, fourth team already in his career and it's a third, it's Red Wings. At least Wing, third. Or Red, no, at, at Wings, least fourth. Red Wings, yeah. Kings and now fourth team. And this is a guy that scored 30 goals for Detroit. Yeah. So he's shown that he can do it. It's a career...
1: 12.4% shooter. That is staggering to me. Doesn't, that doesn't surprising. feel like that. That's, I'm going I'm to sure.
0: quote Will Farrell. I don't believe you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had, uh, yeah, almost 17% his rookie year. Seventeen 15, I'm rounding. 9, 14, 9, 7,
0: 12, 16. Well, so. Th- <clears throat> All right. Th- then the numbers say that it should get better. I hope so. I mean, it can't get much worse. It is. And it's preseason. We and
1: need- there have been so many moments in this preseason alone where he has done, made moves and generated chances that get you out of your seat, and then nothing happens. He yeah. did it
0: last night. He did it in that then the opener against St. Louis. He had a move where he went right up the middle, weaved through traffic, one-on-one with the goalie from 10 feet in, and yeah. Hit the crest. Yeah, like hit the post. At least, shot it at least over he, the he net. hit the goalie on the one yeah. shot. Last yesterday, he was missing the net yeah. completely, and he wasn't the only one. No, Seth Jones had a look at on a power play at a wide open cage and yep. missed it by eight feet. Um, I don't recall Ty Domi shooting at all yesterday. Well, Ty didn't. But he Max, retired. Yeah, Max sorry. might. <laughs> have. I mean, Jays. Yes. Well, Ty, Well, Ty and Max were me. tied in shots yesterday. That's a problem.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what's going to be really frustrating. Is if the the theme of deferring to Patrick Kane continues with that trio, uh, and if if Andreas Athanasiou's speed and the fact that Patrick Kane is out there on the ice doesn't open up things for uh, a guy like uh, like Max Domi, or if Athanasiu can't you know finish those chances, it's going to be really frustrating because that looks like the only trio right now that's going to be generating. Any exciting offense for the Blackhawks. So if those chances don't fall, and if, if they keep saying here, Patrick, have the puck. I, yeah. I I don't believe I can do anything offensively. You can do it all. It's going to be so frustrating. And we're asking for just a little bit of entertainment out of this team. Yeah. We're not asking them asking this line to produce Three 30 goal scorers, but just give us a little bit of entertainment.
0: I could get if it was two rookies with Patrick yeah. King doing this, but these are two vets. These are mm-hmm. guys who have been in the league for six, seven, eight years now. Do your damn job.
1: Well, let's hear from Luke Richardson because I think he made a really great point uh, uh, in this in his post game conference last night. We'll, we'll discuss it after we play the video here. Uh, this is Luke Richardson after the Hawks' loss uh, in Milwaukee.
3: Yeah, we actually have talked to you know Patrick about it this summer, and then I talked to Max, uh, you know, and, and you know I think under Hess is now even on that one line rush in the second period that. You know, Patrick, uh, I think he even might have said before the game, like, he's going to draw attention and, and that's going to open up other people, and you got to recognize that and, and pull the trigger that that's your chance. And and that's, that's an assist for Patrick right there, whether he touched the puck or not. And then it's going to open up, people are going to have to honor them because they are good players and with good speed. That, uh, you know, Patrick eventually will get his opportunities and he's good enough that he's going to make his own as well. So, uh, I think there's just a growing process with that, and I'm sure there is over the years with different people playing with them. Um, but you know, these guys maybe are a little younger, so there's you know there's a factor there that they're they're you know not intimidated. I think they're excited and maybe a little overexcited to try and work with them when when it's not there.
1: So the thing that stood out to me there is he's first of all he's obviously noting it, noticing it. Mm-hmm. They've already talked about it. The fact that he says Patrick Kane on the ice creating space for the other shooters is him getting an assist without getting an assist. Yes, someone is going to be with Patrick Kane the entire time he's on the ice. They will never lose sight of him. Only a Jeremy Cowlton team would lose sight of Patrick (laughs) Kane on the ice. So the other team's going to know. And theoretically, that's going to open up space for Domi and Athanasiu or whoever his line mates might be as the season goes on take advantage of that and put it on that and Richardson said too if you're not sure shoot at the pads and then Kane can handle the rebound you're trying to get these passes through three defenders through 30 feet of ice no no you just don't have that level of skill too fancy and honestly there were several moments last night too where Patrick Kane had an opportunity to shoot and didn't either yeah, So it's not just his line mates, it's him too. And I think as things get frustrating and you're not having success, then everyone tries to be perfect, and then when that happens, you got no shot. Because mm-hmm. then you're you're trying to globetrotter your way to success, and you're more of the Washington Generals than you are the Harlem Globetrotters.
2: Well, if you think about some of the, some of the players that have played with Patrick Kane over the years and that have had gone on to have a lot of success – One is Artemi Panarin. He played off of Kane so well. Now, granted, he's also a world-class hockey player, but we weren't exactly sure of that until we saw what he did in the the NHL. He was lighting up the KHL and then came over here, played two seasons with Chicago with Patrick Kane, and was an absolute star and has gone on to continue that uh, away from Patrick Kane. But that first year, first year and a half that he played with Kane, so much was open for him, and he took advantage of it so well. So I'm not saying Max Domi or Andres Tenesio have to be Artemi Panarin, but you have to be able to recognize, like, hey, both of these guys have played long, you know, long careers in the, in the NHL. They've had success at the NHL level. They are quality NHL players. They just have to not be so deferent to Patrick Kane to say, like, here, you have the puck. You do something with it and And I see a lot of people saying like don't isn't that what we want? don't we want them not to score goals? Sure, but also you want to be able to see things facilitated the right way because if you're if you're playing in this system that luke Richardson is is implementing, you want to have the game flow well so that the guys who are going to be executing this system this season, next season, the season after that can see it working properly because Luke Richardson has talked so much about wanting to have you know. Putting an emphasis on video work, you know, showing the the lightning and the avalanche from this this past season's playoffs, <coughs> having now a couple of preseason games of of film to go over with the team, you want to put the you, the system that you're looking to play on film with your players doing it, so it's so much easier to teach down the road to the t- to the young guys that are going to be com- coming up to other players that come into the system, so it 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 can be easily conducive to you know the the development process so having those guys play the system properly and having it executed properly is a way to help development down the road it's not just about scoring or not scoring this season it's about the the timeline with Luke Richardson as the head coach and the way that you know this team is going to hopefully uh, progress as years go on so so yes not scoring goals is part of this tanking process, but you also need those guys to have a little bit of trade value because it's likely that's the path that they're going to take this year. Domi and mean it, um, but also to, to, you know, put on, put on tape, what things are supposed to look like, what a successful, yeah. you know, offensive zone shift looks like that leads to a goal and, and whatnot. It's, 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 it's partially on ice success. It's also off ice teaching moments.
0: We talked a lot so far, this offseason and in the training camp about nobody should think that they have a guaranteed roster spot, you know, outside of a couple of players. We talked about yeah. all these young players that shouldn't. Well, I think that needs to be applied to the Patrick Kane line. Nobody should like Domi and Anthony Sio should not be marked in, you know, they should not be cemented in that line. If you're not performing, if you're not right. If you're, if you're, all you want to do is pass to Patrick Kane, I want to see Lucas Reichel with Patrick Kane in one of these last two yep. preseason games. It is becoming pretty clear that he's going to be starting the season in Rockford. Just by the yeah. way it's going, you know, they've spent all preseason trying to get some chemistry with Dylan Secure and Lucas Reichel. Uh, maybe foreshadowing. It's a waste of time. Put Lucas Reichel with Patrick Kane in these last two preseason games, or whatever. What if Kane's only going to play one of them? Put Lucas Reichel for an entire game with Patrick Kane and see, see what happens. Yeah. It well, seems like we're doing the, the Dylan Strome thing again. Dylan Strome played his best when he was with Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrincat. Good players play better when they're with other good players. Put Lucas Reichel with your best player and see what you got. I don't want to see him with third liners slash AHL players. Yeah. I want to see him with the best line on your team. So if Max Domi and Andreas Anthony see you, Don't want to be more aggressive, and all they want to do is skate the puck up the ice, stop, and look for number 88. Put Lucas Reichel in one of those spots, and let's see what he could do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan uh, B says, Max Domi has scored more than 20 goals in the NHL only once. Not sure why you expect a sniper. We don't expect a sniper, but we expect a shot attempt. I want a shooter. Right, so if someone, uh, you know, put him in the clock tower. Maybe hits the ground next to this to the guy he's trying to shoot. But like, it's just you yeah. got to at least try. You, you got to s- have shots on goal to have goals. Theoretically, right.
0: exactly. You're going to score more by shooting the puck than passing the puck. That's. Yeah. I'm no expert. I'm no coach. Yeah. Put puck on net,
1: sometime puck go
0: in. Sometime. It's uh, going to yeah. go in a lot more when not putting it on. That. A wise man so, once said that, yes. and
1: I stand by those rules. And Nate says, can we get them quarterback helmets so someone in the booth can tell them <laughs> to shoot? Oh, with the- <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> with the microphone shoot.
2: in the helmet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, go.
1: look, That's the fans one. were saying it last night. They're, they were letting them know. Yeah,
2: once they got to the third period. There
1: was a guy in the third who was like, The most upset-sounding individual fan I've ever heard. He's like, shoot it! He was so (laughs) aggravated. And usually the shoot it fans are the most annoying. But holy cow, yesterday was... Sometimes they're right. What are you (laughs) waiting for?
0: That man... Encapsulated, <laughs> yeah, the soul of everybody in red in that stadium, and he spoke for everybody that was cheering for the Blackhawks. Just yep. like, what am I watching? <laughs> shoot the puck! <laughs> You're down three. It's time to shoot. Yeah. One
1: thing I got to get better at this season, and pointing the thumb, you know, we all have work to do. I got to stop uh, getting visibly frustrated in the press box. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But there were three or four face palms I made last night that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that is dark in here. Yeah. It's I, like, oh, I can't I it.
0: Was brutal. I've, I shook my head a few times last <laughs> night and Saturday night, too, where you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like,
1: I- anyway, shoot
2: the puck. Yeah. That's, that's, it's as simple as that. I think the next preseason game is Thursday night. I would like to see a more offensively minded Blackhawks team. What surprised me about, the, the game yesterday was that it was, I was expecting that to be pretty much 80% NHL roster. And it very largely was not. Uh, I was, I was very surprised to see the the lineup that Luke Richardson put together for that Milwaukee game, whether it's, you know, he's focusing on development and trying to, you know, figure out what he's got in some of these depth players or not. I would have thought maybe there might've been a wink, wink, nudge, nudge from Kyle Davidson and just, be like, hey, can you uh, play some of the premier players a little bit here? Give give these fans something that they uh, they came out to see. Uh, but yeah, I was very surprised not to see a more NHL-laden uh, lineup. So I guess you know, it's preseason. It's it's a it's a largely non-NHL lineup uh, that we saw last night, and maybe we're getting in the weeds about things. But I really do th- think that in the next two games, it's going to be a very uh, close to what we might see on on opening night uh, set of rosters. Yeah,
1: it's time, it's time to give the the actual team a look yeah. together. Yeah, uh, and you saw Korczynski Savoie went down today. Mm-hmm. Arvid Soderblom went down today. The only
0: Blackhawks goalie would have win in preseason. That's so right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also some injury news. Um, Caleb Jones left the game. Looks like he took a hard hit to the shoulder. He was shown holding his shoulder on the bench. Before he head to the locker room, Um, Luke Richardson did not have an update at the end of the game. Off day today, so hopefully we know more tomorrow. Um, But that's not great. And I wrote for allchgo.com today, kind of my roster projection saying, this team's not going to be the youthful group we thought they were going to be. Mm -hmm. Right, Uh, Very clear that Lucas Reichel looks like he's going to start in Rockford. I think you could say the same with like Slavin and... A lot of guys like kind of on that level that you think maybe have earned NHL jobs, but they're putting such a value on Rockford that they want that team to compete. They want that team to win, so they're going to just let them compete and play big minutes instead of playing bottom six minutes here in Chicago. So I I sort of went through and projected this um, with my forwards were Taves, Kane, Johnson, Blackwell, Domi, Reese Johnson, Sam Lafferty, Athanasiu, Radish, Kara, Kurashev, Robinson, and Entwistle. That's 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, Boris Kachuk announced yesterday out four to six weeks yep. was, with an ankle sprain. Defense, I have the Jones brothers before last night. Connor Murphy, Riley Stillman, Jack Johnson, Alex Vlasic, and Philip Roos. That's seven. Uh, and then potential extras would be Dylan Sekira, Cole Gutman, or Mark Mike Hardman on offense. And I think if Caleb Jones is out now, that Alec Regula might be. Yeah. Might be white, well white and also Jake
2: McCabe'll likely not be ready to go at the start of the right. year. Uh so he'll you know, based on, on his projected timeline, he'll miss out maybe the first week, maybe two. But um yeah, I think there's you know, with, with some injuries that we've that they've experienced throughout the preseason now, there's some spots opening up that, you know, you might see a, a young guy pop up that you weren't weren't expecting. But I think you know, going into this summer, we we thought a lot about, like, okay, now is the time to see a lot of young guys. It's going gonna, it's gonna to maybe be later in the season when we see some of those guys come up, even with these injuries. It, it, the opening night roster and, and through the first few months of the season might be a more experienced roster with some young guys. I mean, Entwistle, Kirchev, they're in their early 20s still, but they've been around for a bit um, you know, it's not. It's not like you know. You're talking about a, a guy like Lucas Reichel or anything like that, where it's like, oh, this is the first chunk of NHL time that he's really going to see.
1: Yeah, I think when you're talking about like the Slavin, Regula types, they're a little more. I guess you'd say like ingrained in Rockford. Yeah. than Ben at Whistle. They've been out of the. You know, they've, they've been, been out of it They've been with the team for a while. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like when, the season ended, they sent Vlasic to Rockford. He never played. Right? I got the no, timeline right? He right, right? He
0: never played, no. Yeah.
1: No, well, he never, they, they never never went, the Rock. he never went to Rockford. Oh, that's Rockford. right. They never sent yeah. him yeah. at all. Yeah. Right. No, he, he went.
2: They
0: sent uh, Nolan Allen and Colton Dock down there, but neither of them played.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, Vlasic came in and he was scratched a bunch at the beginning of his tenure and then jumped So into they're the looking for continuity
1: in Rockford, and I think. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and I, I'll say, like, if I had to choose right
1: now, I would want Lucas Reichel on this team. Is he one of the best 12 forwards? Yes, I don't think there's any question about it. Mm. But their plan is to, I guess, maybe overdevelop, overmarinate, which I guess is fine. But I think if you have a bunch of games where they're you know playing three games and they're scoring four goals, they're gonna have to find some offense somewhere. Yeah, like you got to at least create the illusion of trying to compete for the guys that are here. Mm-hmm. Look, even last night they didn't play well. But they're out there trying right they're playing hard, they're not you know pulling up on checks they're competing're they're physical, they're skating hard, loss after loss after loss, even though that's the plan, you've got to at least be in some games mm-hmm. and with the offense as it was last night and again, not the full lineup of course, um they haven't scored a goal since Sam Lafferty's empty netter feels like a month ago, yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't endure three nothing, four and nothing, four one losses all season. Like you have to have some games where you're you're competitive. You know, you're you know going going to you know getting games to overtime and shootouts because it's four to four stuff like that, or or losing. You know, if you if you if you have to lose, make it six five or something like that, something exciting and, and to show you know that there's levels of success that you're seeing in in, in some of these players. Um, and, and in the systems that Luke uh, Richardson is, is is implementing like like I talked about earlier, those are the things you want to see because if you keep getting your your head beat in four to one, five to one, getting shut out like the the morale as much as it's you know according to Tyler Johnson better than it was at, at any point last season, It's not saying much. Sure, but it's it's, an, it's you know a small improvement. That's gonna take a hit real quick and and, and the veteran players, uh, who have big voices in the locker room, if they're taking those those losses and those hits and it's getting the frustration, it's going to be hard to to mask that, and it's going to be hard for Luke Richardson and and the rest of the guys in the locker room to keep spirits high as this season drags on. And I think, you know, you 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 have to have some of those games where it's just like, all right, this was a game where we we came out, things worked the way they were supposed to. Um, you know, you talk about them, them always competing. It's it's really the blueprint of the type of team that Luke Rich, or the Kyle Davidson wants to put together, mm-hmm. and it's a team it kind of mentality that Luke Richardson is going to implement. And you have to have that rewarded every now and then. Otherwise, it's just like, well, what are we doing here? You know, I, I've I've played on sports teams that have got their heads beat in and into for an entire season, and by the end of the season, it was just like a death march. Like, can we just? get this over yeah. with, please. So uh, it's 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 definitely challenging. So you need to have some of those results where even even in a loss, you can say, you know what, we put a really good game out there.
0: I think you said it last night, Jay, um, where it's like, okay, yeah, they're losing and it's not going great, but they're still playing hard and that's good to see. But is that what we're going to see in February when they've lost seven in a row and right. it's, it's, it's bad as it, it's going to be and they've hit their lowest point? Are you still going to see them? trying hard in the third period when they're down three nothing that remains to be seen because there, yeah. uh, there is going to be stretches of that during this season based well, on this roster
1: i mean look for a prime example let's look at number 19 when things were going well for the hawks there was nobody skating harder no one trying harder no one more engaged in jonathan taves mm-hmm. when things started going downhill you saw that change you saw that take its toll on him mentally and physically And even the guys who, air quotes, want it the most can only take so much losing. And, you know, night after night after night to, again, you're out there giving it your all, you're finishing checks, you're skating as hard as you possibly can, and you look up and it's four to one. What's the point, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that to me is going to be Richardson's biggest challenge is how does he keep these guys engaged through a losing season? And I do think there's going to be some of those nights where they just don't look interested. And it's going to be understandable, right? But it's weeding out, like, who are the guys who, at the end of the year, are still giving it everything they've got? And that's why when we talk about why it might make sense for a lot of these guys to be in Rockford instead, it's because they're going to be winning. They're going to be competing. They're going to be in the playoffs. All these things that you want for young players to experience, not only on the ice but off of it. Mm-hmm high fives after the game, going out to the bars after the game, having a good time, bonding, laughing, being together, enjoying the game, that's important in development too. It's not just going out there, scoring goals, and going home. There's a whole lifestyle to hockey, and going through loss after loss after loss really, really, really can have an impact on people. So do I want Lucas Reichel here? Yes, but... Could I see twenty, thirty games in him being like, "This sucks. I don't like this at all," because what I'm used to is being really good mm-hmm. and scoring a lot, and I'm not doing either of those things.
0: One thing you said earlier about Reichel, just a couple of minutes ago, uh, I wanted to touch on. You said, you know, oh, you know, maybe he starts in Rockford, and then, you know, if the offense is struggling, he, he can maybe provide a boost or something along those lines. I'm not necessarily sure. I I want that. Either because, I mean, if it's terrible through the first six weeks of the season, and they got the worst low-scoring offense in the league, and then you're like, okay, we're going to call Lucas. Reichel. Yeah, then then the expectation yeah. is he's the offensive he's savior, a savior. Yep. and the pressure gets amped up. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, have, if he goes through three or four games without a point, then you're going to start hearing that B word come out—that word that you know the, mm-hmm. the the bust word that started mm-hmm. coming out very early with Kirby Doc. Yeah, because the expectations were so high. So maybe starting him here in Chicago is the right thing to do where, where, you know, hey, if he's struggling with it, then everybody's struggling with it, and there's not that he's here to save the season type of mentality. And I don't think many people are going to have that mentality, but if you're, Fans in, will. If you're in the lowest, if, you, if you've got the worst offense in the league and you bring up your top prospect, the expectation is going to be, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, you're here to score goals. Why aren't you scoring goals? You stink.
1: Yeah, speaking of worse in the league, we've got some new projections we want to share with everybody. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. I love meat. Do I look like a guy that loves meat? Yeah, I kind of smell like meat most of the time, <laughs> you know, like a summer sausage or venison. I always have a meaty sort of a musk to me. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, right he, now. Okay. he's nodding along. Uh, Green so Ridge a bit Farm. Of a bit of a jalapeno cheddar. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. Oh, he was in Wisconsin yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Green Ridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. You see it in your deli case at the Jewels. I saw it at the Costco's. Wherever you're shopping in Chicagoland, you're going to find Green Ridge Farm. They really want you to know about the meat sticks, which we got like a uh, a, a case of them a while back here at CHGO. All-natural hardwood smoked for eight hours they were gone quick perfect for tailgating happy hour or school lunches 16 grams of protein per stick making it a perfect post-workout snack i'm told uh they come in chicken black forest beef and flavors like jalapeno cheddar that's the goat and spicy chili also very good Uh, if you haven't tried them you don't know what you're missing so here is your opportunity go to greenridgefarm.com order any three meat products and then include a pack of the meat sticks in your order. Those meat sticks will be free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Again, add any three meat products to your cart, then add the meat sticks as well at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Use the code CHGO and the meat sticks will be free. This is a Jay Zawoski fat guy promise. You will love Green Ridge Farm meat sticks and all their products. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat
2: meat. I'm hungry now. Let's get some meat. Yeah. yeah, We got the girls fired up. Is it ready to go? Can be. It can be. Get the Weber get the shirtless guy Fire's out there. up quick. Get him. Get him on it. Uh, yeah, the weather is still good for grilling. Uh, weather is also still good for shorts, as you can see my my nice uh, pasty thighs here on the uh, YouTube broadcast. Weather is also still nice, just nice enough for some golf. And if you're still out on the golf course as it is now October, uh, hats off to you. Be sure to pick up yourself some Pins and Aces Golf Apparel. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor for the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network. Pins and Aces is a family-owned golf apparel business. you love that. They have amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even one that has a beer sleeve in it. That can keep up to seven of your favorite beers right there in the golf bag. Keeps them cold the entire round, which is perfect for a person like me who likes to have a beer or seven on the golf course. Uh, Be sure to go to pinsandaces.com and use the promo code CHGO. You'll receive 15% off of your first order, and you'll get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, promo code CHGO for 15% off of your order and free shipping. Uh, golf weather is going to hold out just enough. So, uh, you're looking good to your pins and aces. Apparel. Get out there. Let's go. Uh, all
1: right. So, uh, Josh Younggren of, uh, evolving hockey, one of the best, uh, hockey metric sites out there. If you're interested in such things, you should become a subscriber. And help out these people who are, uh, helping hockey information become available because the NHL is not, <laughs> they've got their projections for the season. And uh, if you are rooting for Connor Bedard, as we all are, he projects the Blackhawks will be dead last in the league with 63 and a half points. That's a projection. Ah, you love the half point. Uh, Coyotes with 67.2. So two and a half games better for the Coyotes than
0: the Blackhawks. Sure. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. You got to hope the Blackhawks go 0-4 against the Coyotes this year. That's an eight-point swing right Those there.
1: Those were the Alex taylock games, my friend. Uh,
2: well, hey, you know.
0: I don't know. Based gotta, on some gotta,
2: of the- You got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, that the four, the 40 minutes he played uh, uh, against the Red Wings the other night looked pretty good. It was yeah. the Finals 20. Well, that didn't really yeah. – uh,
0: I think based on some of the rebounds I've been seeing out of number 34, it's not going to make a lick of difference (laughs) who's in goal. (laughs) Yikes. There was some juicy rebounds yesterday that if it was a regular season game would have gotten a lot uglier, Mm -hmm. a lot quicker. But,
2: uh, yeah. uh, Most of these projections are saying the Blackhawks are in the bottom five, four, three teams in the league. Um, This one in particular uh, is – saying that they're projected to be the worst and you know i we we talk about like oh it's a preseason game this isn't a really an nhl lineup or whatnot part of the preseason is figuring out who your depth players are and who who can who's who's but who's one of those between the play between the ahl and nhl players guys who will get called up and so you know when when you're talking about like the the production of patrick kane and jonathan tay's um during the preseason it's just like yeah you want to see them doing well but you also kind of give them a pass because you're like well they're NHL players already we there's n- nothing to worry about there they'll kick it on in the, in, in the re- regular season this is an, uh, an opportunity for some of those mid-level players some of those depth players to, to step up and, and 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 make a make an impact and I don't think a lot of those guys have done that which makes me feel like a team made up of these depth players mostly for the Blackhawks it's like oh yeah there will be a sixty-point team. Like I, I, I really feel like the the issues that we talked about on Friday with uh with with the Coyotes uh, crew, the PHNX crew. Uh, we talked about the lack of depth scoring. Basically, outside of Patrick Kane, uh, who is going to score goals? Who is going to be offensively productive for the team? Um, and most of those guys that are going to fill that role are likely gone by March third. And the guys below those players, I don't see much of anything. At least through the preseason or in previous seasons, where I would believe, like, oh yeah, they might also, you know, produce some offensive pop. I, I don't see it. I don't think as much as I like Mackenzie Antwistle Whistle for the game that he plays. His offensive game doesn't pop at the NHL level. We haven't really seen it too much from Philip Kurishov. A uh, hey, nice pass the other
1: night. Yeah, set I mean, up uh, Reichel.
2: Flashes, flashes of 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 that skill but nothing too consistent um sam lafferty is a is a great energy forward uh, a great guy to have to to fit that competitive relentless uh style that Kyle davidson wants the team to to have he's not a he's not a point producer he's not a goal scorer
0: have you guys noticed taylor radish at all uh, only when he was fumbling the puck yeah, on the power yeah. play or or when he was getting pushed off the puck along the boards. yeah like yeah um, yeah, it's preseason, and it's four games of preseason. And we saw a lot of guys that aren't going to be here this year. I mean, for crying out loud, we saw uh, Kale, Ho- Horth? Kale Howarth. Kale Howarth. Yeah, yeah, sure. Harry Hogwarts and uh, <laughs> and and Luke Phillip on um, power play action yesterday. That is never going to happen ever in a regular season yeah. game. Uh, Not I, in the NHL. I could say that with confidence. That will never happen in an NHL game. So yes, but. When the little bits and pieces of like the legit lines that we're going to see to start the season, we talked about the Kane line. They're not producing offense in their two games. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Because other than that line, whoever's playing with Patrick Kane, there's your offense. I don't see it coming from anywhere else. We've seen Jonathan Tays with Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish so far.
2: And Colin Blackwell.
0: sure. (laughs) <laughs> who, the f- who the F is scoring any <laughs> goals? I don't know. I don't see <laughs> offense anywhere else besides number 88 right now. This might change. Taze might have that bounce back here. Everybody says it could <sighs> happen. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, I, I, I like Tyler Johnson a lot. And I, just, I, just, I don't see it. Taylor Radish does nothing for me right yeah. now. That might be able to change. Philip Kershev. Man, we get 12 goals oh. out of Kirk, Philip Kershev. That's a successful well, let's season. Let's do right?
1: this. Like, Who are the players that stood out in the preseason in a positive way? Kevin so. Korczynski and... Your guy? Uh, Samuel Savoie for being a uh, cannonball on the
2: ice? Arvid Soderblom? Sure. Yeah. Uh
0: I, yeah, I mean, there hasn't the, – I, I know it's preseason, and I know – But, we, you, but which, you said it's
1: it's one preseason game. Well, it's only two preseason right. games. Well, mm. it's three preseason games. Right. Well, it's
0: only four if preseason NHL games. NHL guys <laughs> are out there playing against AHL guys, they should be dominating. Thank mm-hmm. you. And they're not. Yes,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Jonathan, I, I'm just
1: going to flat out say it. Taves has been freaking invisible. Yeah. He does nothing when he's on the ice. Mm-hmm. And you can blame his line mates if you want. Fine. But, my God, he's – He's just not productive. Sure, he'll backcheck every now and again. Cool. Like, there's a lot of guys that can do that.
0: He wins faceoffs, but it doesn't. That's great. You need that, but what's the point? You got to you got to do something if you with can't
1: the, score the puck. Exactly. Goals? I, I
2: just I don't know. I I'm, there's no offense on this team. the The problem, the problem with that, with all this, is the player the players you're seeing players of consequence that you're seeing having these issues in the preseason or having just a lack of production if that translates into the start of the regular season granted we're talking about this team trying to get connor bedard we understand that but that can translate into bad habits that can translate into poor attitudes like so you want to have some success in the preseason out of players that are going to be here or players that are battling for positions in the bottom of the lineup or whatnot. Um, You want to have some signs of success for those kinds of players so that they can translate into the regular season and it can translate into a positive season uh, to have some sort of positivity to it because if bad things from the preseason translate to the regular season then yeah you're already going to be in a pissy mood and it, the, when the losses start to count against your regular season total, it makes it worse. And so you want to have a little bit of, of, of some building blocks to take from the preseason into the regular season because you need to have something. If you go in there with absolutely nothing, if you go into the regular season with absolutely nothing to show from the preseason, it's hard for the players. It's hard for Luke Richardson. It's, it's just going to make this season, which is going to be long. Even harder. Well, and it also, as we look at the Rockford
1: Chicago lineups, it makes sense too that you don't want guys here in a toxic situation because you talk about bad habits developing. It can ruin a kid. Yeah. Going through that can ruin somebody. So I don't know. As much as I, you know, I keep referencing the cookie, as much as I like the cookie of Lucas Reichel, let's wait for the whole meal. And when, you know, Davidson has earned my trust. You know, I, I, I the plan seems sound. He has stayed on point. Yes, the qualifier he did not get enough for Alex to bring it noted, right? But most of the other stuff he's done has been pretty solid and pointed in the right direction. Hopefully, he's making this the right decision with these kids for their long-term development because that's what matters. And then, if you get Connor Bedard in this draft, he joins the Blackhawks next year. All of a sudden. You call up Reichel. You call up Slavin. You call up some of these more skilled guys you've got playing in Rockford. you got another year of Korchinski in the minors, Nolan Allen, Ethan DelMastro is probably ready to go. And all of a sudden, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you can start to see where they're coming from here, right? The guys that matter, honestly, truthfully, the guys that matter, aside from Reichel, are not in Chicago
0: or Rockford.
2: It's true. Most of them, yeah.
0: Most of the guys that are gonna, that are going to make up the roster when this team is in the playoffs again probably haven't even been drafted yet. So True. right, it, we, there's a lot of things we can preface our our statements. And yes, this is preseason, but you're starting to see concerning trends that, as you just said, Mario, can carry over into the regular season, and then that that snowball rolling down a hill becomes a full force avalanche and you can't get out of the way of it. Right. And yes, we're not, we have no expectations of, of winning this year, but you don't want to see it to be a complete waste of a year. Yeah. You want to come out of this year with at least three or four things you can grasp onto and say, this was a successful season for this young player in his progression or, you know, Luke Richardson being able to do this as a coach. Um, it's going to be a real big learning experience for Luke Richardson on how to coach a team that is losing Mm -hmm. and how to break some of these potential bad habits that may form. So it'll be interesting to see how he attacks that as the year goes on. But yes, it's preseason. Yes, it doesn't count, but there are some legit things to be concerned about. Um, that like, yeah, I have no expectations of any sort of success this year, but I also don't want to see just guys not trying or guys not being their best
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean if if you if you go through this entire season and you don't have more than two or three positive takeaways, then yeah you're you're in the wasted year territory where it's just like, oh, they really sucked, and there was nothing to point to, and then it's just like, okay, well, if they do end up with Connor Bedard, that's great, but what is he walking into? Is he walking into a a, a as you said, Jay, a, like a toxic scenario? Because that's counterproductive, you know. That's that's it's not going to you know be the accelerant to the rebuilding process that you're that the Blackhawks are hoping that they are. If you get a guy like Connor Bedard, put him into the organization, and the organization is already like, all right. Step one to get Connor Bedard, check. Now we're ready to hit the ground running with, you know, accelerating the rebuild or or getting things where we want it to be in the next two to three seasons where it's like, hey, we can be competitive again. Uh, if, if you have a season where it's just like everything's shit, all of it's gone, hot garbage, burn it all away, well then, then the only thing you may come away with is Connor Bedard, and it's just like, all right, well, are are we any are we that much better? A little bit, but what scenario is he walking into?
0: If we're sitting here at this point next year, one year from now, still wondering, hey, Lucas Reichel might be a good NHL player. He might not be. If we're still having those discussions, Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a great year. Well, we might be. I mean, look, the Kirby
1: Doc thing, uh, we we still don't know. Montreal doesn't know what kind of player he's going to be in. We saw those flashes, just like with Reichel, but there's – I said the other day, like, we've yet to see – that dominant Lucas Reichel shift, yes, he had four points in the Tom Culver's prospect showcase. Right. And I know it's Culver's. showed up. <laughs> um, and that's great, but it wasn't like he's out there, like, splitting a D and, you know, lighting up the net. A lot of those were secondaries. A lot of them were – I'm not trying to write them off, but, like, we just have not seen that it's, Reichel moment yet. Yeah,
2: it's positive to see. And, and he – It's it's a good way for him to build confidence – being really good in the AHL is a way to build confidence. I I think with Reichel, he did that last year, which is why I ab- kind of I advocate for him to be in the NHL because now it's like, okay, take that experience from last season, take the games that he played in the NHL from last season, now build that confidence at the NHL level. If if the Blackhawks want to keep him in the AHL to build the winning help build the winning culture in Rockford, I get I, I understand that and yeah, that's probably gonna help. But if he's if he if we're at if we're seven games in the AHL season and he's got fifteen points, okay. Like can can we can we yeah, elevate I, his game a little bit now?
1: I, I also think an angle of that too is you've got Kane and Taze and Johnson and Jones and Domi and Murphy and they look at each other like, uh, why is this kid not playing here?
2: Right. Like they would wanna also play with a guy who's yeah. gonna elevate their games as well, he's, or could?
1: Yes, he's one of our better players. He should be here, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's a that's an element maybe we hadn't considered yet is how do the veterans feel if they they're like Lucas Reichel was sent
2: to Rockford? Why, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know. They, <laughs> they've already had those. Uh, you know, Alex Brinkett was traded. Why Kirby yeah. Dark was traded? Why? Like you don't need those veterans ha- making uh, having more questions unanswered. Um, like I, I I get they don't need to like every move that's going to happen. Um, but I think at some point you have to kind of make it clear through, you know, plans of development or whatever that you can say, Hey, you guys can have this, this young player to play with and it's, it's going to make a difference, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Should we, do, uh, should we do Foco before we uh, tie a yeah,
1: bone? Let's Bowen tell the good people away? about Foco.
0: Yeah. You know what? It was fun yesterday. Jay and I took a little lap around the concourse at, at the Fiserv Forum.
2: Oh, thanks for the invite, guys.
0: Because we told you. You were <laughs> Yeah, we're <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> uh,
1: aside from Mario, do you want to come with? And you saying, no, I we did absolutely not invite <laughs> yeah, you. Totally, I mean, we the we totally big question though is, did Phil Thompson join you?
0: No, 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 no. That's why he was. Yeah, no. he had
1: enough about two minutes into the game. When I asked, I said, to, I said to, I can't. Greg warned him before the game that what get you're getting childish. into. And then they played a song that was reminiscent of a moment on South Park. So I shouted across to Greg. I go, Greg, you ever see the episode of South Park where they microwave their balls <laughs> and bounce around town on them? Yeah, this is what this music's like. And Phil's like, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Puck hasn't even dropped yet. Phil, and we're talking Phil's about like, balls.
0: man, they will let anybody <laughs> into the press box these days. But anywho, on our, on our uh, trip around the concourse that we totally invited Mario to, to join us, yeah. uh, we stopped in the gift shop or the pro shop, whatever they call it there, and we were checking out some of the cool Blackhawks merch. And then we, they had some, of course, they had Milwaukee Bucks uh, merch in there. And we saw on one of the yeah. stuffed animals, a FOCO tag. are like, hey, we know that. Yeah. Those are our buddies over at FOCO. And they are your one-stop shopping for all your officially merchandised professional sports gear. They've got you covered from the United Center all the way to the front room, north or south side. They've got hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like... Hopefully our guy, Lucas Reichel, in your favorite Blackhawks gear from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life, Foco's got you covered with hoodies that will keep you warm when you're sitting close to the glass this year at the United Center, because those tickets will be available. <laughs> Check out Foco, <laughs> F-O-C-O dot or click on the link in the YouTube description below or wherever you're listening to our wonderful podcast. And as a special bonus to our CHGO listeners, that's you guys. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout. And you're going to see, receive 10% off all non-sale items over at FocoFOCO.com. All right, a couple things we want to tell
1: you about. Um, our show schedule for the week. We are off tomorrow. Wednesday will be audio only. Uh, Thursday post game. Friday we're off. We're back Saturday. Next Wednesday the season begins the actual NHL season begins it's crept up fast and we will be in denver yes with our friends at dnvr so that night we're going to do a post game it's going to be slightly delayed because dnvr obviously gets priority cuz their team is good and it's their home studios the,
2: and it's their banner night <laughs> yes and
0: we're going to let them talk about uh a, a regular season loss Before we get to talk about the Yeah world. they gotta lick their
2: wounds Before we go in <laughs> and celebrate They're
0: gonna be drunk And they're gonna You know And it's Are you just gonna good. be Creeping in the background Of their live show Just kind of standing yeah. there <laughs> yes. we'll, be, we'll be like that that Like that guy On like Good morning America With like the sign Behind the window Like hey Yeah, yeah. that works
2: Katie Yeah so th-
0: that'll be next
1: uh, That's next Wednesday <laughs> The season begins, but we're going to be in Denver, which is awesome. It's so exciting. <laughs> you, we kidding. we sort of speculated that might happen, and now it's actually happening, and it's, it's exciting. It's yeah. incredible.
0: We're be out there the day before Tuesday.
2: Yeah, but think Tuesday we might be doing a crossover we're, we're, show. We're hopefully going to do a
0: crossover show with the Avalanche crew live from Denver. Can I go? Am I allowed? I want to go. Hey,
2: we uh, got room. Talk to talk to Jake. He's you our get, booking agent. You should agent. do you, uh, could, you should do it from Red Rocks. That's you, a can, nice you could, Hey,
0: I'd love to do that. That's on my bucket list. And then Wednesday post game show from there. So yeah. It's going to be fun. I've never been to Denver. I can't wait to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward Drink to it. Drink a lot the of water. Th- you know, a lot of water. You're
2: high altitude. You got to stay hydrated. That's enough. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: not doing any stairs.
2: No stairs. Good right, call. Good. You don't, don't do that
1: in Chicago. Have, exactly. Unless we're with Mario. <laughs> when I'm with Mario, sometimes I'm like, I should pretend I'm healthy. <laughs> no, um, all right. The other thing we got to tell you about. Our next CHGO Bears tailgate, November 6th versus the Miami football team.
0: If they're still in the league by then. (laughs)
2: Yeah, if anyone's still employed by them.
1: 8 a.m. to noon, go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets. Several ticket options. Some include parking, some don't. Join us. It was such an amazing time last time. I was blown away. I had high expectations, and my expectations were blown away. I think you guys agree. We had about 200 people out there enjoying tacos, enjoying pizza, donuts, booze, uh, you know, music, uh, games. music every, yeah of course, the yeah it was just it was just a great day great weather I think November 6 will still be pretty decent maybe a little bit okay. cold maybe yeah, whatever
2: it's bearish, bearish weather yeah, to right. need some space heaters
1: exactly but it's gonna be a great time we're all going to be there come join us the 6th of November uh 8 a.m to noon at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt it's a great time come join us all CHGO.com, to get your tickets to be clear. You do not need tickets to the Bears game to attend the tailgate, but feel but free to go on Game Time if you're looking for tickets. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go on Game Time. Use any of the links in any of our podcast bios to buy your tickets because that helps us out. But get in that habit when you're looking to buy tickets to a game, a concert, whatever. Use our Game Time links to score an amazing deal on last minute tickets. So we'll see you November 6th at the tailgate, and we'll see you when we'll, we'll talk to you Wednesday. Audio only. So look for it around uh, lunchtime ish on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks, everybody.